Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Diz. Over the last couple of months, I've given everyone some background on how the site was started, some of the challenges we faced along the way, and also how the site has made such a huge impact and difference in my life. Now, for this final installment in our history of the Diz, I want to talk about the impact the site has had on other people, those who have visited the site over the last 10 years, as well as those sitting here at the table. So we'll be hearing today from each person at the roundtable about their Diz experience, and we're going to read some of the comments that we've received over the last month from some of our visitors and listeners. So without further ado, I'm going to start with Bob. Bob, why don't you uh, give people a little, a little background in your history on the Diz? Okay, Pete. How I got into this whole thing going back is a long time ago. I've been a Disney nut going way back, and I used to watch the wonderful world, uh, world, color, world of Color on TV. And we, when Bob watched it, it was the wonderful world of black and white. Black and white. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. And we had to go to a relative's house to see it in color. But I've always been a Disney fan and really liked Walt Disney. A couple of things. Uh, my family, we used to do. I used to do all the trip planning and everything for the for the family, and I'd have everybody in the family all wrapped up. And I mean, they were singing when they went through the gates at Disney World. And um, a couple of things. And give you some background. I used to work for. They were wrapped up in singing. <laughs> They'd be so. They'd be wrapped up. They'd be worked up worked about up. being at Disney World. Sorry, so I don't think it was wrapped. Going. I said wor- I had this whole bondage okay. thing going. No, no. But I mean, you'd get in the uh, the rental car at the airport, and the your kids would be singing M I C K E Y when they were smaller, and uh, they just enjoyed going to Disney, and uh, so. And I enjoyed going to Disney. Uh, I worked for Stop and Shop. I was a manager there. And in the food business, it's intense. So you need to get away and unwrap. And one of the, I just want to read you a note from uh, one of the notes that a person left for me that kind of tells you why I needed to unwind. Okay? Here, here it is. This one I found on my desk. Four score and seven years ago. Nope. <laughs> it's on this piece of parchment. It's a, no, it is. It, it looks like the uh, Liberty thing. Piece of paper looks like it's 30 years old. This um, is 11887. 11 okay, this is just after my, my dad died in 87. It says, Jack fainted about 1.30, fell on top of poor Kelly. So I called Paul. Linda helped until Paul got here. Do not know how he is. They sent him to the hospital in an ambulance. That's the kind of notes I used to get, you know, when people, and I'd have to, you know, I'd unwind. So those, I just wanted to read that. Anyway, uh, we we went to Disney several times and we did the planning, and then there was a time, you know, I'd go to my travel agent and book everything through her, and all of a sudden I realized that I knew more about Disney than she did for booking trips. So I realized that, you know. It was easier for me to book trips than to go to my travel agent. So I started searching the web, and uh, I I found you guys about the same time I I had broken my ankle in 97. And uh, in between 87 and 97, I had produced a TV show called The Car Show, 
with Junior D'Amato in the Boston area. People in the Boston area will know him. And we were doing a live TV show every Wednesday night through our cable company. And, And then about six years into that, I started this The World of Disney show. And I was produce. I was actually on the TV show on our local cable network. So I was doing things, and through the world of Disney, I met Alex. Uh, he w- called in on a show. Well, for those people listening who don't know who Alex is, why don't you? Okay, Alex is one of the webmasters that just keeps the site running. Alex is our uh, Alex is our IT guy. Uh, IT right, and he. You know, I met up with him through one of those things, and I introduced him to Peter eventually, and things went on with Alex. Uh, so I I had broke my ankle in 97, and I was home, and that's when I started searching the Internet and doing a lot of stuff on the Internet. And I actually, you know, the Internet and... The Diz saved me because I was pretty much isolated at home, and I, I couldn't go out anywhere or do stuff. And spending day after day, you know, you have people all over the world that you talk to every day through the, the website on the boards and everything, and I started answering questions on the boards. And uh, then in 98, I came down, and we went out to dinner at the Swan at Palio. At Palio's. And, you know, we never met before, and it was like, okay. And, of course, Bob had, uh, Bob had like, 15 folders full of things. to talk. I mean, the, the, the first meeting I ever had with him. He does this all the time. He always shows up with, like... Well, I have props. He moves in. He, he shows up with, like, <laughs> yeah, he shows up with, like, three briefcases. No matter, you know, just comes to your house for dinner. He shows up with, like, three briefcases. <laughs> And I'm like, I just I remember that first time we met at Palio, and I'm like, oh man, this guy is like off the off the chain. I thought he was yeah. selling like fake gold watches. Or something. No. <laughs> so you know, sometimes I do get intense, but uh, I mean, we had a great dinner, and I remember afterwards we, the group, we walked around the uh, the lake, and I think we went and had an ice cream or something uh, over at Beaches and Cream. Maybe. So. Uh, and then you kissed me. I was just going to say. And then we looked into each um, other's eyes. And then you kissed well, on I was the getting lips. too emotional. But, uh, but you know, in 2000, I, Diana and I were talking to you, and you had said, uh, back in 99, actually, Diana asked you when you wanted me down here, and you said, yesterday. So in the first part of 2000, I packed up the house, put half of it in a truck, and drove it down here without even having a house being built yet. And I actually built a house in 2000 and moved in 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 November. Was it 2000? It was 2000. Wow. So it's been seven years. Seven years. uh, But I I pulled into a parking lot out in uh, off of uh, Route 27. And parked the truck in the parking lot, and went in and pointed to the truck to the girl and said, "I need to, I need to build a house." And she spent the next two weeks driving me around Central Florida, looking at houses and lots. And I actually de- put a deposit on a house. And Diana was still back up in Massachusetts, 
you were also one of the uh, one of the original dreams agents yes uh, I was one of the original dreams agents and uh, I was the moderator on the boards uh, for the general board when it was before it became theme parks yeah and a lot of things happened on on that I was host of Monday night chat and that's where the virtual tours started in chat rooms I used to post pictures and I, I had a whole thing ready in clip art for the night and uh, I can remember Alex I'd let him drive the bus around we'd do tours of the different parks and you know I would try to hit all the doing this whole thing in the chat room too right and you know I was blowing up the chat room some nights because I was post I had it to the point where I could even put fireworks into the chat room chat room <laughs> and and pictures and some of the people couldn't computers couldn't handle it and they'd go offline for a while and then come back and yell at me Donna aka uh, Cruella she was in the chat room and we had a whole group in there that you know every week we'd we'd go around and and do something on Monday nights and which was a lot of fun the other thing I I had was I had Harold Remember Harold? Oh, Harold, that puppet. The puppet? That freakish puppet you carried around? Oh, no. Is Harold in the box? He's wrapped up in singing. Oh, my gosh. That's not Harold. This is mini Harold. Harold's in a plastic bag under the table. It's just I don't have time. (laughs) I told you he was into bondage. Uh, (laughs) But somebody at one of our meets made mini Harold for me. Oh, okay. But... It's like Harold, an Harold is, if you if you go into uh, are we going to take a picture of this freakish thing or what? <laughs> I actually have a scary. I have a picture of it that we can post. I'll send it to. It's Corey. wearing three D glasses and a plaid vest. <laughs> <laughs> what the? It's very abominable snowman flat Stanley. It looks just like the one from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> but Harold Harold used to be my alter ego that I used on the boards, and he'd go and mm. do chats. So. Uh, and then we also did the Around the World tour. and That was in uh, September of 2001 for 2001. Dreams Unlimited. We, did, uh, we spent 30 days between the cruise line and every hotel on Disney property. We did a whole tour, did a whole thing on the, uh, on the web. It was really cool. I actually have the, the key cards. Yeah, key cards. From, from September 1st to November, October 1st that we had for the... Yeah, our uh, base of operations for the Around the World Tour was over at, uh, well, it was then the Disney Institute. We had uh, one of the villas, I guess. And uh, we had it for a month. That's where we stayed. That was also the last time I got a chance to spend any time with my father before yeah, he died you down really, here. You my, really, father, my father died the following July. And you really, I can remember one night, he, we were in the... Me same, ready, getting ready to throw him out a window? Well, one night he... he Actually went to bed and he said good night to everybody. Went downstairs into the room that had three beds in it, and proceeded to lock the door. And like two hours later, I was going down to bed and it was like the door was locked. And, and my father we, was, he was a snoring. very heavy sleeper. So we had to actually break into the room to get to go to bed after editing all the video. But I have one more thing for you. I, that's a picture I took back a ways. Oh my God. And it's of you standing, uh, posing, kneeling in front of your... My brick. Your brick. Oh, wow. Jeez. One of the pavers for that they did for uh, uh, paving yeah. around Walt Disney World. The walk around the world, isn't the that what that's called? The walk around the world, yep. Just quick two other things. 
I just wanted to mention with the Diz, the the corn are these, people. Are these like your your <laughs> they, these the corn people? Adult, are these your adult toys? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the the can of corn from the. Wow. I just brought. But we need to explain this stuff to people I know. who are listening because this is like all inside stuff. Um, there was a post on the board some years ago. What's the strangest thing or the weirdest thing you've ever seen in Walt Disney World? And people were posting all sorts of stuff, and then somebody posted. Um, that they saw a family sitting on the steps at City Hall in the Magic Kingdom eating corn out of a can. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that was the weirdest thing. That, and then this began a whole thing about the corn people. <laughs> and this went on for, oh, my. It had to be years, years. that we this went the, on the with corn the corn people. people. Um, but so I, Bob I actually had to bring has it. a stuffed animal, uh, a stuffed Ear of corn and a can of corn and a can yeah. of corn. A can of corn <laughs> from 1812. It looks like. <laughs> well, oh, but I, I just wanted to bring. And the last thing, I know I'm, we're tight on time. The one of the things I did on the boards was a virtual tour of being Tinkerbell on the tour. Oh, that's right. Remember that? And Bob and his green tights. And one of the one of the Diz meets, they actually gave me green tights. Seamless, green seamless tights. green tights at the at the meet, and now you see they're in the package. I want to see them on you. Well, that's not going to happen today. But <laughs> I, there is a god. I have gone back and I actually found the tour, uh, the the thing on on Tinkerbell, and I I had posted it on the uh, one of the boards, but I've got it back, and if we can get it back as a post or something on the, uh, we'll post it on the. The podcast board, so people can read sure. it. Sure. Uh, so people can get an idea of some of the stuff that we did in the past. Well, one of the things I'm going to do too is um, I don't know if you're familiar, if you guys are familiar with the Wayback Time Machine on the internet. There's a website you can go to that has been caching pages on the internet for like years. You go in, you enter a, a URL, and it will show you what that site looked like going back. A certain number of years. I think on the Diz it goes back as far as either 99 or 2000. Um, but I'm going to be posting um, links to what the Diz looked like at various points over the last 10 years. I wish, I wish, I wish I had the original two designs, the first two designs that we did. The Wayback Time Machine, I think, starts the third, the third iteration of the site. But the first two, I wish I had those because that would be cool. But they're long gone. They're long gone, but so I brought back as much as I could, and that's my story, and I'm going to stick to it. You know, I for as much as I bust Bob's chops, uh, I have to say that that he is one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. He's um, he's Johnny on the spot. You never need anything. Bob is right there. Doesn't matter what it is. Does there's no there's nothing too much to ask of him. And I could not have asked for a better friend. I could not ask for a better coworker. And you know, just one of the good guys. One of the good guys. And when I think about you know those times that I stop and I think about the gifts that I've been given from this site, uh, your friendship and the friendship that we we formed over the last better part of the last ten years is very high on the list of gifts. So I wanted to make sure I I added that in there, Bob. Uh, some emails you'd like to read? 
I have one from Anita. It says, "Happy." Uh, she's from Oxford, Massachusetts. Happy anniversary. In 1997, my husband and I took our boys for their first Disney trip. In 1999, we planned another trip. It was just before that that I discovered your website. Wow. What a wonderful way to document our 10th anniversary by sharing it with you and your site. Uh, evidently, she, she met you in April at Spaceship Earth, and was, uh, that was just the icing on the cake. Cake. Thanks again for oh, this for is that's gift. the lady we sent the gardening stuff to. Oh, hey, <clears throat> hey, that's so, cool. Yeah, um, I had no idea she'd been on the site that long. We have been DVC members since 2001 and continue to depend on your site for our biannual trips. I listen every week and depend on your opinions and reviews of different dining experiences that you have, etc. I am technology challenged, unlike me. Uh, and have not... Are you suggesting that you're not technology-challenged? No, I'm not. Bob is reading an email that's in the smallest font known to man. It's <laughs> minuscule. He's got it at just the right distance from his face. And he's telling I don't have just, it at the right distance. He just distance found out because that I he just, could increase the size of his font. Well, that's true. But <laughs> this is very small. Uh, <laughs> there isn't enough room here to tell you how, mu- how much I view and depend... On the Diz. I look forward to spending many more years with you. And that was from Anita from Oxford, Massachusetts. Well, thanks very much for that, Anita. And it was great meeting you and your family uh, at Spaceship Earth a few months ago. That was really cool. I can't wait to increase the font size for next week. Do you have another email? I do. And this one is from Pam, uh, Mousy Mom. What would I do without the Diz boards? I have been a member since April of 05 and I learn something every day the number one thing I do when I get to work is check the Diz that's everybody does I'm sure your employer appreciates that I was just going to say I hope your boss isn't listening to the Diz it is the most informative place to find out the best tips and planning for your Disney trips I've become so organized Uh, everyone is always asking me how long have you been a Disney freak and I've been growing uh, I've been growing up we went on our honeymoon, et cetera, but truly I think this is uh, when I joined the Diz is when I really got hooked. I can never look at the color lime green without grabbing it for the next trip. I can say that I am a Disney pro thanks to the people on the Diz. Everyone comes to me for advice and plans for their trips, and that makes me feel good. Uh, we are going to Disney World seven times this year. I absolutely love. They're going to Disney World seven times this year. Yeah, let me read. Yeah, the font's small, but we are going to Disney World seven times this year. Yep. Wow. I absolutely love talking to people all day, every day about the most magical place on earth. Thank you, thank you, the Diz. Well, uh, I take it back. I don't think your boss is concerned that you're checking the Diz. I think your boss is probably concerned that you never work. <laughs> <laughs> where is she from? Does say where she's from? It doesn't say where she's from, but it's Mousy Mom. She's from Lake Point Vista. Pam. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you, Pam, and thank you, Bob. Okay. Thanks. Mrs. Martin. Okay. Mine's not going to be as long. <laughs> I am kind of relatively new to the team, but um, at first I really didn't know that much about the Diz. I knew that Corey worked for them and that he, you know, or you guys, and designed the website and things like that, and that I got to go on cruises whenever he got to go. <laughs> That's basically all I knew. I wasn't really big into Disney at first when we first moved here in 2000. 
Um, I had not been taken but once in my whole life, so I didn't really have that bug. And then um, after I met all of you, especially Peter, who invited us to Thanksgiving um, immediately after we moved here. I was one of our first ones, and Bob and Diana and mm-hmm. his son Brian were there and his girlfriend at the time. And I don't think that you guys were there, but it wasn't until later that I met John and Kevin. And I even at one point was in the Michaels parking lot. And I saw John getting out of his car. This is like on the other side of Orlando on Kirkman Road. And I noticed the license plate. It said Dreams on it. I started screaming, hi, John. Hi, John. And he's like, at first, like looking at me like, who is this person running at me screaming my name? Did I lock the doors? <laughs> <laughs> I remember this day. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, hi, John. I'm like, I'm Julie. Corey's, you know, at the time, girlfriend, not wife yet. And um, he's like, oh, okay. You know, we chatted for a second. I went about my business. But um, I really think he was afraid of me. <laughs> So after, you know, we've all made friends and kind of become a surrogate family for us, especially having no family here in Orlando, I was finishing school. And while I was doing that, you guys had invited me to uh, start doing the menu work for the Diz and started doing that. Um, And then uh, that led to being able to go on the different trips with you guys and the trip last September to Disneyland for the podcast convention, which led to me doing the Dreams Unlimited Travel Video Trivia Challenge. It was so much fun. Which was, was so much oh, fun. And while doing that, I got to do my first roundtable discussion. Granted, we were on the balcony at the Hotel Del Coronado, and it wasn't so round. But <laughs> it was a, cool <laughs> it was a great, yeah. great time. I had a blast. And it made me want to join the roundtable team. So now I'm starting to do that. And, um, you know expanding more and more every day i enjoy the diz i've started doing the boards you know which was a new experience for me as well it's a lot of fun kind of addicting <laughs> try to limit myself to so many times a day but i've really had a great time i'm glad that Corey and i are both involved with you guys so so am i so am i it's wonderful to have you i'm looking forward to doing another trivia challenge though too peter by the way <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> She sounds so bossy sometimes, doesn't she? It's I, like, like, I like that about her. <laughs> Thank you. I like. I know. I mean, her. it was a good thing. I didn't mean it. Well, was a let bad me tell thing. you though. When I was little, I was the bossy girl. <laughs> I don't find that hard to believe at all. Believe I it. actually found it very passive aggressive. I look forward to doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I like tell, telling buttons. him that we should, and we are. Right? And I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I look forward to doing another one too. That was probably one of the best. One of the best weeks I've had doing content for this site, work for the site. We had such an amazing time going around California mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, um, it was wonderful. It was. That's what made me fall in love with Disney, visiting Disneyland. Um, Isn't that a great It really place? did. Well, I've said before, Sleeping Beauty, Mr. Toad, two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Notice, my name is Aurora J on the boards, <laughs> and my little picture is Mr. Toad on his horse. <laughs> so... I'm going to get to my emails. My first one is from Ellen. She does not say where she's from, but um, she says, Wow, has it been 10 years? I joined the Diz in 2001 to try to find out even more ways to enjoy our twice-yearly trips to Walt Disney World. Instead, I found a community of friends who share my love for a place that is indescribable to most people. The information presented on WDW Info is terrific, but the friendships are what I take away from the Diz every day. Thanks for making my life even more enjoyable. That's very nice. It's very nice. Uh, The second one is from Helen, and she doesn't say where she's from either, but she says, I'm literally teary-eyed as I write this. I can't even begin to describe the positive impact these boards have made 
have had for me and my family. I discovered that Disney vacations can be affordable, and I've been able to create many magic moments as a result of the tips and tricks I've learned on this board. The community is very positive, and I wake up each morning with the Diz and my coffee to start my day. Thanks to all who make these boards a fun, informative place to visit. Very cool. That's cool. Great. Well, thank you very much, Julie. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sure a lot of people start their day off with the Diz. A cup of coffee. I do. I do and sometimes so do with I. a Starbucks cup of coffee. Yeah. Sometimes I st- start my day off cursing at the Diz <laughs> when I wake up and check my emails. But <laughs> Corey. Well, I um I actually found the Diz a little in a different way than most people. I wasn't I wasn't looking for planning info. I wasn't looking for a place to chat about Disney. I was looking for a job. <laughs> uh, and kind of to understand what the Diz really means to me, I have to go back. Um, I knew I wanted to work for Disney since I was six years old after talking to a lifeguard at River Country. I think my dad even has a picture of that. So I knew that's, where, that's this is where I was going to live. Orlando, I was going to work for Disney. 13 years later, did the college program in 1997. Lifeguard at Blizzard Beach. It was more like a paid spring break for the whole summer. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Came back summer '98. Did the same thing. Lifeguard again. Went back to college. Met Julie. Fall of '98. And I told her, I said, Julie, you know, we we started dating. And I told her, I said, when I graduate college, I'm moving to Orlando to work for Disney. You know, will you please come with me? I said, Are you sure you really want me to? <laughs> <laughs> and like she said, she wasn't a big Disney fan. She's more of the uh, Disney movie fans, right? Like Flubber. And, uh, <laughs> I've never seen Flubber, by the way. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that was pretty direct. <laughs> She's an Aristocats girl. So, um, so I mean, I tell a lot of people, you know, I, I had a diploma in one hand and a packed U-Haul in the other. And we just picked up everything and left. And we, we came, came to Orlando, didn't know a soul. I knew a few people that were still here who worked at Blizzard, but they weren't really like friends, friends, friends. So we had to, we had basically had to start from scratch. Um, went back to Blizzard while I was going to look for my Disney job. My dream job was going to d- design for Disney, do something, something creative, anything creative for Disney. Um, so I was, I was at Disney. I started coordinating over there. I had, uh, had zero creative um, outlet. I could, I mean, I had no way to express my creativity at Blizzard Beach. It's also, I think, important to mention that you have your degree in, you have a bachelor's degree in fine arts. In graphic design. In graphic yes. design. Yeah. And actually, the last class I took at LSU was, um, was a summer class, and it was in web design, my last design class. It was very, it was very basic. It was, um, they kind of sped us through the whole process. So in spring of 2001, I actually applied for DDG. There was a TSA position. DDG stands for Disney Design Group. There was a TSA position, which is a temporary salaried assignment, and they had an opening for two people to design temporary for six months. So I sent in my resume along with a few hundred other people, got a call back. They asked to see my portfolio, got another call back, and they said, we're going to interview 12 people, and you're one of them. So I went into the interview. My first interview since I interviewed for the Disney College program, I was uh, kind of, you know... I was I was hopeful. I was hopeful that I would get the job. I thought it was going to be a one-on-one interview. Walked in. It was like a panel table, like six people. I was sitting at one end, and they were sitting. Uh, another guy was sitting at the other end. He was like the head of the table. And long story short, I didn't get the job. And I think <laughs> I think what happened was is you know I had to describe my portfolio, and he loved my portfolio. And he said, "So, what do you see yourself in five years?" And I said, "On the other side of this table." 
<laughs> so, I mean, I was a great answer. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't get the job, so I had to go back to Blizzard, and I was just, you know. I remember the conversation we had on the phone. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, after you think you're going to, I was hopeful. I, I thought I was going to get the job, and I didn't get the job, and I said, okay, I've got to move forward. I've, I can't stay at Blizzard. I mean, I was drawing Disney characters on the dry erase boards in the offices every morning. <laughs> you know, I'd go in the manager's office, okay, what do you, who do y'all want on y'all dry erase board today? I knew I had to move on. So I actually decided to just look in Orlando paper. First time I ever looked in the paper for a job, and there was, a, there was an opening for, it was titled Internet Assistant. And so I sent in my resume, faxed in my resume. Uh, same resume I sent to Disney, the exact same thing, just faxed it in, and I got a call back, and I'm interviewed with Pete. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yep. Interviewed with, interviewed with you, Pete, at the Grosvenor Resort. Pete had a room rented out, and he was kind of you know, seeing people one after one after another. It was brutal. <laughs> I waited downstairs in the lobby for you while you did that. I remember. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, uh, we went to the magic kingdom that day. Mm-hmm. I was, we were on the tram right back to the, back to the car. And Pete called me. He says, I want to, I want to see your portfolio. Why don't you come in tomorrow? So I brought my portfolio and then he, you hired me. I think the next day you, you called me and said, you're hired. And so I dropped everything. I said, okay, I was actually, I know my parents were a little skeptical at first because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they thought I was going to design for Disney and I was going to do this Disney thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go work for this internet company. And it's actually three websites. Uh, it's, it's Disney, but it's not official Disney. And it's a travel agency all tied into one. I still have a tough time explaining to people what I do. You know, <laughs> yeah. so do you work for Disney? So and I work, you know, do Disney related things. So my, my parents were skeptical at first. And, you know, I had basic internet knowledge. Like I said, I only did one website, a little GeoCities website I had up. It was all dedicated to the college program. That was my extent of the internet. I had all this design um, knowledge, but nothing with the internet. And I basically learned through trial and error and on, on the Those site. Those huge books you have. Oh. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> the uh, well, the reason for all the books is that I didn't want to ask stupid questions because I had to hit the ground running, and I came in to to three very large websites, you know, the Diz, the Diz Boards, and Dreams Unlimited Travel, and I I was scared to touch anything. I didn't want to touch the homepage. I didn't want to change things. I'm like, oh no, what if I mess something up? Because I'm not going to know how to fix it. So, <laughs> so I went and bought a bunch of internet books. I started trying to teach myself, and I. You know, a lot, a lot of learn from you, Pete. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of, a lot of our powwows. We would, we would sit in his office and think pie in the sky ideas, and you know, we'd collaborate on all these, these ideas on how we can change the site and what we should do. You know, even little things like navigation. And I mean, well, not that that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Navigation's a big thing. But so the Diz became my creative playground. It became instant gratification. I would learn something and I could put it into place immediately. And see the impact of it. And one, one example is when I learned how to do style sheets um, for the web, I learned how to take the underlines off of the links. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I'm like, oh, it looks so cool without the underlines. Well, Pete comes up to me. He's like, Corey, where are all my links? I'm like, they're there. Just, you just have to roll over them. He goes, Corey. <laughs> He's like, don't make me think. So he got me a book and said, don't make me think. He says people associate <laughs> underlines right. with, with a links, link with a hyperlink, and, and so that was kind of an example of how I would I would I, the second I learned something I would have to go put it in place somewhere mm-hmm. on the disk, maybe a little hidden page somewhere. But this 
this was site wide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was site wide. So I mean, I learned. Um, I learned a lot. I'm still learning. I- I've learned more from uh, from the Diz and from Pete than I've ever learned from any college professor. I mean, I'm you know right, straight from the horse's mouth. You know, it's it's not being passed down from somebody else to tell me what to do. It's I, Pete was Pete was the person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've I've learned a lot about the site, how to design for the web, how to do a lot of things for the web, including search engines, and it, it's just. When I started, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was processing reservations. I was answering the phone. But yeah, I've actually been to the... My time at the Diz, I've been to Disneyland four times. I've been on the Disney Cruise Line five times. And I've been to, what, three press events? Yeah. So basically, you know, what the Diz means to me, it's, you know, it's, it, this might sound cheesy, but it's really about following your dreams for me. Because it was. Ever since I was six years old, I knew I was going to be here, and I have the best of both worlds with the Diz. I'm not, I'm not working for Disney. I don't have to deal with that uh, BS. Mm. I, I'm working. I'm, I'm getting to express my creativity with the best subject matter in the world, which is Disney, and doing it, doing it with, uh, with the freedom from working from home, and it's addicting. I, I am, I am addicted to what I do, and it's. The Diz is really the Diz is my access to the magic, and that's basically it. Wow, great! Before you go into your emails, I want to also add, Corey really took a leap of faith coming to us. Oh yeah! At the point at which Corey came to us, we were relatively small, so Corey came to us for a low salary, uh, no benefits, and pretty much here's a computer get going yep yeah so you took a really big leap of faith to come to us and and put that trust in us that we were going to be there and grow and expand yeah so well it was also we hired uh we hired Corey in october of 2001 and weeks after 9-11 i was the only place i was the only travel company in town hiring um and i remember that i remember that interview so distinctly because he just knocked it out of the park i think you were my fifth interview that day and I had about 15 more scheduled between the rest of that day and the next day. And I felt really bad for the people who came after him. <laughs> that none of them stood a chance? They didn't stand a chance. I, I used had to do made, the same thing. I had made my mind up. When I, once I saw his portfolio, because he did a great job in the interview, when I saw the portfolio, that was the end of it. Pete that actually called me and said, come down right now and meet this guy. Meet him. This is it. This guy. This is the guy. I remember the first time I ever met Corey was in a parking lot. And he got out of the car, and he had ringlets. <laughs> and the end of his ringlets were tipped in gold. Yep. Oh, yeah, when his hair was long. That's funny. And I thought to myself, they hired in sync. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you first, when I first looked at him, I thought, he can't be smart. <laughs> yeah, and John, John called me up right after Kevin met me. He goes, Kevin wants to know if you curl your hair. I'm like, no, I don't curl my hair. These are not- I wanted to know how he got his hair to do that. <laughs> Is it something I can what buy? What do you think I do? No, I don't care. Well, I can, I can also tell you that in the, oh, wow, how many years now have I been working in, 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 just in my professional life now, which is you know well over 20 years, um, that you, my relationship with you has been the best collaborative relationship I think I've ever had. We collaborate so well together. Yeah. 
and uh, creatively collaborate. Yeah. And like you said, the pie in the sky, and we still do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we were doing it on the phone last night for two hours. Yeah, I know. I was listening to y'all talk. <laughs> you know, and we'll get on the phone and we'll just you know, just yap. Yeah, there's not a week that goes by that we don't talk about something pie in the sky or something. Oh, yeah. That, you know, always. We're always working on ideas. Yeah. And that's it's it's been such a such a great and I and I also need to say that you know um, during part of this history lesson that I've been giving on the Diz over, over the last few months I, I've spoken about my depression and uh, I I have to say that you know there were times where I was incapable of working and especially during those times where the especially where the Diz is concerned um, I don't know the site would be what it is or the site would be here if it hadn't been for Corey. Um, Corey kept it going. Corey kept it going when I couldn't. And I, I, I need to make sure that, especially in a show Thank like you. this and a discussion like this, that um, I make sure everyone knows that. That, uh, you know, he's he's my right hand. He's my right hand, and he's been, a, he's been a great friend and a great shoulder to lean on. So Thank you. You too, Pete. Got some emails? Yeah, I do. Um, this is from Mushka. Hello, Mushka here. I've been on the board since 1998. In my wildest dreams, I never imagined that I would belong to a cyber community. I've made some good friends, cyber, and grown fond of many, and I've had to use the ignore feature when necessary. <laughs> I've, saved, I've saved a ton of money on the budget board, and I've spent a ton of money, more tips, more trips, DVC, because of these boards. I cannot imagine not visiting them. Thank you all for your hard work. Thank you, Mushka. I bet you love people, the name. I bet you people do spend a lot of money just from these boards. Uh, these boards, <laughs> I, yeah. I know I spent a lot of money on them. <laughs> I have a, another one from MJ Girl. I just wanted to say thank you all. Thank. I uh, just wanted to say thank you to the Diz and Happy Tenth Anniversary. I stumbled I stumbled upon your site by accident and have been a faithful follower follower for just over a year. Thanks to your site, I was able to snag a secret porthole room from my med cruise. If it wasn't for you kind folks, I would have not known they existed. Also, th- also thanks to you, I was able to get on the westbound Panama cruise in 2008. I love having a place to go where I can feed my Disney addiction without hassles. Thanks. Cool. So, Thank you, Corey. Kevin. My story starts back in 1971. I didn't have a huge Disney knowledge as a kid. I remember laying on the floor on Sunday night and watching the Disney show with my folks, and that was just before bedtime. So um, that was my Disney knowledge. And in 1971, everybody in my family spent some time in the hospital. And my mom had decided she had seen something on television and magazines that they were building a park, an amusement park in Florida. And she and my dad had spent their honeymoon in Miami and had decided that someday she was going to take her kids to Florida. She wanted us to see it. And we spent a week at Daytona Beach. My mom talks about the fact that she took $1,000 from the credit union where my dad worked and we came to Daytona. And I had no idea that Disney World even existed. But I remember my mom spending part of every day in a phone booth. As a matter of fact, I can take you to the phone booth where the phone booth was in Daytona Beach. And we sat in the car, and whatever time we sat in the car was not spent on the beach. And I remember sitting in the car one day and watching my mom jump up and down, screaming in this phone booth. And she came out, and we thought there was something wrong. I thought she had been stung by a bee. I I was 11 in 1971, and I thought she was crazy. And she said, we're going to Disney World. And 
again, that meant not being on the beach. So we went back, and again, another story, uh, part of our family history, is that we spent uh, money on two hotel rooms for two nights because we didn't want to take all our stuff to Disney World with us. We had no idea what to expect, but we left part of our stuff in the hotel room in Daytona Beach, and we drove to Disney World and stayed in the Contemporary Hotel. And I don't know what happened. I walked through the gates, and my life changed. And I can't really say that's an over-the-top statement. It's really true. It it was something that just inhabited me. I was 11 with maybe $4 in my pocket, and I spent the entire time after leaving Disney hoping and praying and planning and trying to beg my way back. Mm-hmm. And I came back and we spent a couple of weeks here in 1973, and it was after that that my family started coming to Florida on a regular basis. I mean, this was where we went on vacation in the winter. So that part of my life really did it really did change. Jumping ahead a little bit, I never knew anything about the Diz. I and I didn't know it existed. I had a computer, but I didn't I mean I lived here. I moved here in nineteen eighty we bought a house here in nineteen eighty seven and I moved here in nineteen ninety four and Disney World was my playground. I mean I had an annual pass. I was in the parks a couple times a week. I didn't need other people to talk to on the internet. I I, I had it. It was all here. Right. So Jumping ahead a little further, um, I met John via the internet in 2001. John and I met the week after September 11th. And when I first met him, he didn't really seem to have any source of income. (laughs) (laughs) And I had never met anybody who had an internet job. (laughs) So I kind of thought he was a drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) No job driving a Mercedes. He He had a Mercedes and... He had a lot of free time. (laughs) He was always home. He was always available on the telephone. And he was unlike anybody I had ever met. He also had a love of Disney. We had this huge thing in common. So uh, it took a long time for me to understand what he did. And that's not true. It took a really long time for me to understand what he did. I would go over to his house and he would say, all right, we'll go out in five minutes. Well, five minutes would turn into five hours and then five hours would turn into the next day. All of our husbands and wives (laughs) understand this. And I used to think, turn the computer off. Let's just go out. And wait, you can turn a computer off (laughs) at that time. You could, I thought. So I would say to him, just stop looking at it. Leave it alone. Let's go. And he'd say, but you don't understand. And I didn't. Well, I still stayed away from the Diz. To me, it was what he did. It was just something he did. I had a job outside of the house, and I went to my job every day and had friends and family and people that were part of my life. And John was just part of my life, and his job meant he never left the house. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say to him, all right, that's it. I would have to throw a major fit. You have 10 minutes. Whatever you're doing, I'm unplugging the computer. Just let's go. Uh, get out of the chair or I'm leaving. And he would say, okay. So to me, it was this obsession. And again, I stayed away from it. And eventually, John kept saying to me, I really want you to stay out of that part of my life. And it, it wasn't a bad thing. What he said was, if you stay out of that part of my life, then you offer me a different direction. You're, you have other things to talk about other than the same things I do every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, all right, whatever. You know, come on, let's just go out. And I had one of those jobs that ended 
at five o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't have a take-home job. When I left, I turned the radio on the car and work was over. Right. So I didn't understand that somebody could be up at three o'clock in the morning still working because I had to be up at seven o'clock the next morning. But again, I worked from 830 to five. Well, eventually he said to me, I need some help. I want you to start doing these things for me. And again, I thought, okay, that was easy. It was just, you know, something I did and didn't finish. And it was okay. Now let's go out. We're done. Well, all of a sudden my world sort of crashed in 2003. And I was downsized from my job. I was told, okay, thanks. This was fun. You're done. And you'd been there for a while, too, hadn't you? Uh, I was uh, three months away from my 10-year anniversary. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And without warning, without any kind of notification, I was told, all right, we don't need you anymore. I have since found out that what they did was they consolidated my position and spread my duties out to someone else and saved my salary every year, which made my boss look really smart. Um, and... I don't know how to say thank you, but I had a very soft place to land. On the way home in the car, hysterical on the telephone that I no longer have health insurance and I no longer have a job and I no longer have a way to pay the electric bill, I was told, don't worry, you have a job. Come on home and you can start tomorrow. And you don't know what that's like unless you've done it. It's this really comforting feeling to know that I'm not destitute, I'm not homeless, I'm not, I'm not a big old loser kind of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. any i it was just a really amazing thing and what's happened is i now understand the obsession it took me a while i now understand the answering emails at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> i now understand putting off everything else in life and changing your plans because something has to be done i now honor that 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 to me is something that never made any sense. It does now. So since 2003, I can't think if it's 2003 or 2004. I think it's 2003. Yeah, it's going to be it's 4 years in yeah. October. Yeah. Um and I I I do lots of things. I wear lots of hats and I I love that. The most amazing thing to me is I no longer am one of those people who look at my watch and think it's only two more hours till 5 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who thinks in the morning, I'm going to call in sick today because I don't want to go to work. Mm. Right. Those days are gone. You don't have to count personal days. I remember remember you'd you'd be counting personal days so you could go on a vacation. I remember we go out on Saturday night for dinners, and Kevin would be saying, okay, if I do this, this, and this, I can take that many days and we can go on a cruise or, or do I used this. to take a razor blade and shave those personal days into little segments. <laughs> little segments. And it was like, we'd watch him count his little personal days and, and now it, it, it's all Because different. of the fact that these folks had the ability to travel whenever the opportunity arose, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had to ask permission. I had a certain number of days I could use. And they would say to me, well, just take the time off. And I would think, well, that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And they... Besides having coworkers, these are friends and family. Julie pretty much said it all. It's yeah. an extended family. It is. I mean, yeah. we are, we're real close, all of us. John yeah. calls it traveling as the Borg. And that's <laughs> the collective. Yeah, yeah the yeah. collective. <laughs> and it was one of those things. That was another thing I didn't understand. But I do now. So, I mean, every one of my friends and extended family knew how many sick days and personal days I had. And how I would spread them out. And, you know, if I work two hours today and then I go home, it doesn't count as a personal day. So, I mean, it really got crazy. But 
I have the ability to work in shorts and a t-shirt. I have folks who are now getting hey, older. you don't have to wear any clothes if you don't want to. Okay, well, that's not even a pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> even I can't think about it, so you all should stop, too. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that what happens at your house, Corey? <laughs> okay, that should be, I always wear clothes Okay, that should be the next video podcast. If there's anybody at this table that should be seen naked, it's you, too. Um, <laughs> so, oh, God. It's time to change this webpage. <laughs> Off comes Corey's clothes. Anniversary. <laughs> I have the luxury of working when I want to and when it's necessary as opposed to spending eight hours a day doing something I don't like. Yeah. My obsession, my personal obsession, has become my vocation. And I get the emails all the time. I'm the one who answers the emails about how do I become a dreams agent or uh, how do I become involved with the Diz. And it's one of those things that there's just not that many positions to go around. And I feel really bad telling people that there are none available because I know at this point in my life how extremely valuable what I have is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you don't want it to come across as like you're bragging or anything, but this is this is our job. You also <laughs> mentioned about your family not understanding what you did. They still don't. Oh, please. <laughs> I've explained this. I've tried to start. I've had, I have graphs and charts and a laser pointer, and they still are not sure exactly what I do. And my mother is still one of those people who says, well, just turn the computer off. And I think, oh, I've said those things. <laughs> I have uncles that still think I work for Disney. I see them like on holidays. How's how's Disney treating you? You know, I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I've gotten I, I've gotten to a point in my life where I I don't think no one has has said that to me in years. Just shut the computer up. No one. No. <laughs> they know better. But you've surrounded yourself with people now who know who you do are who you are and what you do. I still have a side of my life who where they they kind of understand. And the fact that. We're not getting food stamps tells me that <laughs> tells them that we're at least, you know, <laughs> doing OK. Right. <laughs> the fact that I'm not at dinner every night tells them, OK, it's OK. They're, they're finding a way to survive. But it's a it's a it's an odd position to find yourself in at my point in life. Right. I think to myself, wow, I think I, we all feel that way. I'm the luckiest guy on earth. I mean, everyone sitting at this table, we all gambled when we we all moved down here. I mean, pretty much everybody didn't have any anything and just said okay we're going down and do something down here see that's just it i was a school teacher at the time i taught kindergarten yeah and i had decided that i used to spend all my time planning about coming to florida and then when i was here we used to call it hump day halfway through your vacation i would get depressed because now my vacation was half over yeah. and it was really hard because i would spend the rest of the time thinking okay now i only have two days left now i only have one day left and my planning to come back started when i got in the car on the way home. Yeah. And I finally decided that this is silly. I'm, I'm not, I live. Okay. I just Sorry. finally decided it's time to move here. And I moved here. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. As Bob said, <laughs> well, Kevin, I, I remember when I remember when John called me to uh, tell me that uh, you had been, you had been laid off and uh, was it okay? And uh, I, I mean, my, my rate was sure. You know, if we, John handles the money. If he says we've got the money, sure. I never expected to have someone that has contributed as much, not only to Dreams, but to this show, to the Diz, as you have contributed. Um, your knowledge of Disney, I, I've never met anybody that has the warehouse of information in their head mm -hmm. about Disney, about its history, about the people who make it up. 
um, that you have. Whoever knew it would be valuable? I always just thought it was one of those. I always thought it was just one of those weird Fun things that, that I had to knew. hide from yeah. people. <laughs> you know, it's gay, and I know Disney stuff. <laughs> You know, I'll be honest, because in the beginning, I really thought we were just giving somebody a, you know, just giving somebody a job. Um, I never expected that you would you would be as much a part of our team and our family as you have become. There's not a day goes by that I don't think that I'm lucky to do it. And we're lucky to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. All right. I have a couple of emails to read. The first one is from Andy, also known as Veranda Man. I just wanted to take a few minutes and say thank you for the past four-plus years that I've been a member of the Diz. I have made long-lasting friendships and have learned so much about cruising with DCL since becoming a member. There are far too many people to list who have become like family to me, but there is one person who I admire greatly. In fact, I call her my second mom, and that would be Shirley from The Perfect Gift. Shirley is always there to lend a helping hand to anyone that needs it, a true hero if you ask me, even though she would be the first to deny it. I would also like to thank you for starting the Diz Boards and for keeping it online. May the years ahead be just as good or better than the first 10 years. Shirley's a real good friend of the Diz. Shirley is a very good friend of the Diz and has been for many, many years. I love Shirley from The Perfect Gift. Yep. I have to tell you, one of the things that Shirley does is she writes about Key West. um, When she was a kid, if you ever are looking for something, go back and read some of her posts about what it was like to grow up in Key West. Mm. She's fascinating. And the other thing about Shirley is is just you want to talk. It's one of the classiest women you'll ever meet. One of the classiest, classiest women you will ever meet. Sweet, classy, has a smile on her face all the time. Just a lovely woman. Just a lovely, lovely, lovely woman. My second email is from uh, Ms. Disney Twenty Three, also known as Kitty. Congratulations. I joined the Diz in August 2002, and during that time, I was struggling with many health issues from type 1 diabetes. In 2002, I was in a battle to save my eyesight from this terrible disease. I would spend days dreaming about going back to WDW with my, my dear daughter, with my daughter, Lauren. I found Diz while looking into taking do, uh, my daughter back in 2003 for a high school graduation gift. I have met so many wonderful people here on the Diz, and most have followed my life-saving rare pancreas transplant which was done in august of 2004 i was able to come forward and be myself and be honest with those on the diz about my health issues and what the disease was taking from me hoping to help others to understand who also live with this disease i remember the night i got the phone call that they had found an organ for me one that would save my life i was given three to six months to live without this gift i will never forget posting that night on the diz about it the support i received was overwhelming i can remember my daughter I'm, excuse me, I can remember my doctors and nurses amazed by the number of get well cards that came into the hospital on a daily basis. These cards came from around the world, all from members of the Diz. Last August, you were kind enough to allow me to post on every single board inviting everyone to join me for a rose ceremony, which was held at Walt Disney World on 621, I'm sorry, 8, 82106. Is that and I, big enough for you? Yeah, not really, it's not. And I was making fun of you for years. I know. And I have my glasses on. Uh, which was held on Walt Disney World on 8-2106 at the Wishing Well at the Castle. Many people from the Diz came to meet. It was an emotional day for all who came. We honored all donors and remember those who had passed from diabetes and those who live with this battle. To date, I am insulin-free and have been cured from a disease that I lived with for over 40 years. To me, the Diz is family. Thank you for starting this site. Congratulations on 10 wonderful years and many more. 
that's pretty powerful. What a yeah. great story. That's awesome. Yeah. Not only the fact that this woman got this, but the fact that she received that support from a community of people who... They've never met, you know. Yeah. That's, that's the big word, Kevin, is community. And, and for, as, for as wonderful as that is, I'm proud to say it's a very common story yeah, on our is. site. Yeah, therapy it's a very, for... very common story. Again, people don't know each other, reaching out, it's really sharing very, their very stories, cool. which is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Very cool. well, thank you, Kevin. John, we're on to you now. Um, my story is actually similar in tone to everything I've heard here today. Mine is a, a leap of faith story. It's a uh, taking a risks and getting to a place where you never thought you'd be. Uh, I mentioned this before. My background is in science. I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry. And I spent a couple of years in the field and, and did my job and um, did a nine to five job. And that was kind of it. Through an odd series of events, I got into IT work. I got into computer work. And that's sort of where my interest really peaked and bloomed. Uh, Pete and I were together at, the, at that time. And he was starting to work on the Diz. And through the things that were going on at work and through the things that he needed on the Diz, I started to get involved in database work and creating applications and that type of thing. So it was sort of this um, working in in tangent together was it helped my regular job, quote unquote, but it also helped uh, me cut my chops and sort of learn things, was doing the things that I was helping Pete with on the Diz. I really wasn't involved too heavily, though, in the, in the community aspect of it, or the day-to-day aspect of it. I was off doing my thing and concentrating on that sort of thing. We talked about um, the opportunity arose to come down to Disney and do IT work for Disney, and Pete decided that that's when um, he was really going to start uh, making web work his primary job, and then that led into the Diz and led into Dreams. But then that's sort of when everything flipped for me as well. We came here. We didn't know anybody. Uh, a link to a lot, a lot of the people that we knew when we met were through the Diz, where the mm-hmm. early moderators were Bob and Donna and Alex and Regina and all the folks who we um, kept in contact with because of the Diz work and then evolved into Dreams also became our friends and our core group of people that we were, we socialized with, come down, spent time with us, and evolved into sort of our surrogate family. In 1999, I was working with Disney, and we were working on the Year 2000 project. We were getting all the computers ready for the Year 2000, and through another series of events, again, too complicated or involved to really go into, at the end of that year, we decided that that's when we were going to come, I was going to come and then work for Dreams full-time and sort of make that the primary job. The whole time in the background, working with the Diz, working with Dreams, setting up applications, getting the um, day-to-day operations in place. Dreams came about, and we talked about it. Bob is an original agent. Uh, We have a lot of our original agents who came from the Diz. They were people that we trusted, that we knew, knew their stuff, knew would be loyal to us, knew were hard workers, and had this love of the same thing we had a love of that they were willing to share with other people. And I said to Corey, that was a leap of faith for him to come to us. This was a leap of faith for them to come to us. We had, I don't want to say we had no plan, but 
the plan was very basic and very simple and we sort of evolved as we were going along and adding things and doing things and tweaking and adjusting. So there was a lot of, there still is a lot of, um, people getting adjusted to how we do things. I would say 90% of the people that I know now and that I have become friends with or socialized with are because of the Diz. Mm. These are people who, again, have been with us for a long time, have uh, just been great friends through all sorts of things that have happened in our lives. And as our lives evolve, they've been there for us, and hopefully we've been there for them. And um, because of that, you know, you, you forget that this is where this these things come from. You know, you sort of get involved in this, well, life just goes on and life just progresses, but these are where these things come from. We've had people come and go in our lives. People have come in for a short period of time who have made an impact and then moved on and done their thing. And it's the Diz has allowed me to do this job that I do now, which is the, the business aspect of Dreams Unlimited Travel, which is a complete and total passion for me, which is something that I love to do and I would do every minute of the day if I could. And it's allowed me the um, autonomy to do other things that I love as well, travel and um, hobbies and things like that. So it's really, you know, you try to tell a story about how things come about and nothing's really linear. Everything is sort of this mesh of events and people that come in and out of your life and, and work its way into where you are at this moment. But what I think is really cool about the Diz is we're never stagnant. And I think proof of that is the podcast. You know, I don't say I thought that where we were with the Diz and where we were with Dreams is where we were going to stop, but I never know what's going to happen next. I never know what that next cool thing is we're going to do. You know, what are we going to do with the travel business? What are we going to add? What are we going to subtract? How are we going to tweak and adjust it? Same thing with the Diz. The podcast is great, and it's added a whole nother level. And what I think is fascinating about that is you read those boards and you read people who are so involved in the podcast and they can't wait for the next one to come out. And I got to tell you, in the beginning, this was just fun. This was just something we sat around and did and we talked and joked and and interacted together and then... But to find out that people are waiting in anticipation of our next show, I think, is very cool. I actually love that. Yeah, so that people, I, I, I just love that. And the fact that now they have a way to talk back to us is just really cool. Uh, it's just opened up a whole new dialogue with our visitors that we yeah. didn't have before. I think it's really awesome. It, and it's allowed me um, to do something that I think helps other people. I don't want to pretend that we're curing cancer. I don't want to pretend that we're doing anything you know, so uh, grandiose, but helping someone save money on their trip is a big deal to me. Getting them the right accommodations, getting them the right thing that fits their needs, uh, providing them a little bit of extra time here to do the things they want to do, it actually means a lot to me. And I hope that, you know, people can see that we really do it from a, an aspect of we want to help and we want to give you that information. So... The Diz is, you know, it's just become part of our lives, and it's just one of those things that's, you know, uh, so uh, it's permeated everything that we do and everything that, that our lives have become and touches. It's kind of hard to put into words. Um, I know Pete considers the Diz like his child, like his baby. I consider dreams the same way. So you have this thing that's sort of grown with us 
and that we've nurtured and we've taken take care of and along with that becomes people that we've nurtured and, and take care of and make sure that they come along with us on this journey so it's really hard to put into words it's kind of like i don't want to get all weird on you but it's kind of like a quest it's kind of like a journey it has been it has been it's been an amazing journey <laughs> an amazing Agreed. journey and it's hard to imagine that it's been 10 years it really is um you know i know that sounds trite but you know it was funny i remember when i when i first met john um because we also uh we met we met via the computer back in oh lord what was it 1963 yeah. <laughs> a long time ago it was a long time ago and I remember that first time, right after we met, I, 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 walked, uh, I walked away from that first date with this feeling that uh, my life was going to change forever. And I had no idea then just how much, how right I was. Uh, John is the rock of Gibraltar. John is the foundation on which much of what we do is built on. You talk about someone, a steady hand, uh, guiding us. You know, My job is to kind of figure out what that next thing is. And, and John's job is to make sure that this boat runs steady. And, you know, we talk about the challenges that have come up in the last 10 years. And it has not been an easy road for any of us, but especially for John and I. Um, we, have, we have had to endure an awful lot of ups and downs, both personally and professionally, during this, during this process. But it means so much to me that he's still here. It means so much to me that, that because I'm telling you, this business would not exist. It would not exist. The site would not exist uh, if it wasn't for John. And I, I just, uh, I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. I can't thank you. Enough. We have a very, it's a, it's a, again, I have trouble putting it into words. We have a very unusual style between us. Uh, you calm me when I get crazy. I calm you when you get crazy. You're able to steer me into the the big picture stuff when I'm worried to go there. I think I can be able to picture. I'm able to steer you into the um, let's be conservative here. Let's not make any. John reins me in. So it's a very it's a it's a good relationship. Has really worked out well for I think everything we've been involved with. I think so too. So. I think so too. Yeah, and John, you know the um, you're talking about databases. You know everything that I learned with databases is basically dissecting the things that y'all already did you know teaching myself from the work that you had done on databases and you have done pete and i'm just learning from y'all you know john i'm stuck what what, what do i do now <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an easy thing to do because you know when you're when you're not professionally trained in something it's a mess you go in and i look at the old code i've written and i think what the heck is going on in here it's just a mess it's just part of the learning process yeah and not having the formal training, I think, actually helps. I think it allows you to see sort of the, what are the possibilities? What can we do? Where can we go? What's the next cool thing exactly. we can do? So, Cool. Very, very neat. You have some emails you'd like to read. I do. I have one from Robin. Robin says, well, let's see. Since I found my way here to the Diz, I made great online friends. When I found my way here, it was through another cruise site that had boards also. I was directed here from another poster who was going on the same Disney cruise that I was and that frequented these boards. When I came here, I could not believe how awesome the site was and have been here ever since. The info that I have received from all these boards have been awesome and everyone and every day I am learning new things. 
I have only been here since September of 2006, and I have enjoyed every minute. I've had other posters help me in joining DVC with Walt Disney World restaurants and shows. Uh, Even though I live one hour away and have visited there a million times, they've also helped me with Disneyland and given great hotel ideas besides staying on property. After all, you can never have too much information, right? I've also been turned on to Dreams Unlimited Travel, and and before I always booked my cruise and vacations myself. I decided to transfer my reservation to them for their great onboard credit. I was worried at first dealing with only an online agency, and after seeing how prompt they are about answering my email, I never regretted it for a moment and will use them again. I could keep going on and on about all the great things that have been brought my way through the Diz, but that would take a long time and a very long email. So it has to, so to say, last but not least, I love the Diz and am very thankful to have found it. The Diz rocks. <laughs> great. And I have one more that I would like to read. And this is from Debbie Lasher. Debbie is actually one of our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. Um, she's come to us through the Diz. She was a, uh, a poster and uh, very active on the boards. And one of the sweetest people she really is you'll sweet. ever meet. Never a bad word for anybody. Hi, Pete. I hate you. No, that's not what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, though, wouldn't it? In May 1998, I was only looking for a place to help me plan my first Walt Disney World vacation. In May 1998, I took a friend's recommendation and, vis- recommendation and visited the Diz. Uh, I spent countless hours reading the Diz, finding information that no guidebook was able to, to provide. I found park hours, tips, advice, and trip reports. I'm still using the Diz for trip planning information. However, the Diz means more to me now than it did nine years ago. Now I come to the Diz not only for trip planning information, but to share information with friends. The friendships I've formed over the years on the Diz can never be replaced. We've laughed together, cried together, vented to each other. We've met each other in Walt Disney World or locally here in New Jersey after many weeks and months of online communication. What does the Diz mean to me? Gosh, I've written and rewritten this about 10 times and probably write it 10 more times before coming up with a definitive answer. The Diz is just as much a part of my life as my job or my family. Words cannot express the personal impact the site has had on me over the last nine years. I am grateful for the friendships I've formed and the friendships I will form over the next nine years. I am grateful for the trip planning information the site holds, and I am grateful for the balance between these two elements the Diz holds for me. What does the Diz mean to me? It's my happy place. That's really sweet. (laughs) That is really sweet. That is so great. Well, thank you, John. Now, I have one email I want to read. Um, so we were talking about uh, we were talking about our friend Shirley from The Perfect Gift. And she sent an email in. I don't even know where to begin, and really I am totally at a loss for words. But I do know the most important thing to me about the Diz boards is the friends I have made and the friends I have kept over the years. Families and challenges that I have been able to help, uh, which wouldn't have happened without the Diz boards. I have learned about the world through the disboards, the cultures, the foods, most of all the love and friendship that is shown, regardless if the situation is sad or glad. I will leave the board someday, but it will always be with good memories to keep me going as I go past the golden ages. If there is ever a place where you feel loved, the disboard is the place to be. Besides, I love Pete and John, and especially Pete's mom. Now I know why he's like he is. 
His mom did a great job, even though he doesn't keep in touch with me like I think he should. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for letting me share. Love always, Shirley. And uh, that's I a know. great email with a little bit of guilt thrown in. Yeah, <laughs> a typical yeah. mother, huh? Right? Yeah, exactly. And I promise to call Shirley. I know I'm bad. I'm bad about that. But uh, just because I don't call doesn't mean I don't love you. We do. And we do love your mom. Oh, my mom's great. She is. My mom is great. All right. In closing the show, I wanted to come up with something poignant to say, but it strikes me that the most honest thing I can say right now to everyone listening, to everyone sitting at this table, is thank you. Thank you for giving me this gift. Thank you for letting me get up every morning to do something that I love. While I may be the one who started the site, without the team of people that I have sitting here, and those not here today, like Regina Henricks and Kelsey Johnson, without the team of webmasters and moderators who volunteer their time so generously to run our discussion forums, without my other business partner, Donald Lefevre, and the amazing team at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and most importantly, without those of you who continue to visit this site, none of this would be possible. I also have to say thank you to Disney. I certainly have not spared Disney my harshest criticisms, nor have I spared it praise when it was deserved. The fact is that if Disney wasn't so good at what it does, if it didn't do such a magnificent job of inspiring people, none of us would be sitting here. So here's to all of us, on both sides of the computer, thank you so much for ten wonderful years. And now, on with the next ten. From all of us here at the Diz, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Happy 10th anniversary. Yay.